Worship essentially is a response to something we see, to someone we see. In fact, somebody said this one time, they said that, that the less sin makes more sense to us, the less we see of who God is. So what's the remedy for living a life of sin is living a life of encounter. <laughs> Seeing him more in his beauty, in his radiance, in his holiness, and then therefore sin makes less sense. It's the beauty of holiness. If, you, if you'd like the notes today, I have a brief message, uh, but it will springboard us into communion and then to time of worship. Um, there'll be some notes, some notes on, some things on those notes that I think will help you uh, after today, it's to enrich your encounters with the Lord. Today is Communion Sunday. We usually have Communion Sunday, the first Sunday of each month. And um, interestingly enough, the, the New Testament word for communion is koinonia. And it's the same word for fellowship. And it means to share in common, to be in close contact with Nate, Pastor Nate, a few weeks ago, shared a message about having koinonia, communion with other believers. Today, our focus is koinonia, communion with God, between us as his sons and daughters and the bride of Christ with God. Think of communion as to come into union. It's Communion Sunday. We're coming into holy intimacy and encounter with the God who delights in us. You may not feel that today, but in Psalms, David says, as for the saints who are on the earth, these are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The Lord calls you Hephzibah uh, and Beulah, which are interesting names, but he's saying... I delight in you. My desire is for you. I call you married in the sense of a holy way with the bridegroom Jesus and the bride of Christ. So we can have this communion today. Think of it as coming into union. And so by taking the bread and the cup, Jesus said, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Take the cup and drink. This is my blood shed for you. What we're doing is we're inviting the Lord to commune with us. And so it's not just going through the motions. It's inviting a contact and encounter with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14 says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That's what we're going for today. We're going for communion. So we're going to take the bread and the cup and then have an extended time of praise and worship and just see where the Lord leads us in this. We're, in a sense, we're opening up the windows to the church. Amen. Letting the wind blow. Letting the Lord's manifest presence, because God's present everywhere all the time, but there are some places and times where God is more present. So we're letting his manifest presence come and heal some, refresh some, 
re-deliver some from addictions or habits. Uh, perhaps even save some. Maybe you're not sure today that if you died tonight, you'd go and spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. Whatever he wants to do today, let's let him have his way. Psalm 100 verse 4 tells us that through thanksgiving and praise, we can enter into communion with the Lord. It says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. Now, those are in the, in the original context there when David wrote that. He was talking about a physical temple in Jerusalem, the gates that led into the courts that led into the Holy of Holies where God's manifest presence uh, dwelt. Well, now, through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we can come into God's presence. We can enter his gates and enter his courts anytime, anywhere. Amen. But the prescribed way, according to Psalm 100, is through thanksgiving and praise and worship. And so this is... What we're going to do, we're going to give time for this today. Now, among many ways, there are three ways that kind of you can group together to commune with God. As I've already said, it's thanksgiving, praise, and worship. They're alike. In fact, some people may use the terms interchangeably, thanksgiving, praise, worship. But they also are distinct. They're, all, they're like colors of the rainbow. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship, they, they're distinct, but they blend in to one another. And so though this is not a hard and fast rule, I want you to think of them in this way. When thanksgiving relates to God's goodness, praise relates to God's greatness, worship relates to God's holiness. Now, we understand goodness and greatness by things in the world, by stars and heroes, but holiness is a hard thing for humans to understand. Perfect holiness is hard for us. And in a similar manner, worship is hard for us to fully understand. And so I want to share with you some of the interesting things about worship today in these next minutes. Thanksgiving and praise are primarily utterances with our mouth. Worship is primarily an attitude and position of the body. Thanksgiving and praise are utterances with the mouth primarily. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. I was listening to a song by Mosaic this morning that kept saying, we praise you, we praise you. So it's an utterance with the mouth, thanksgiving and praise. But worship... It's almost as though you don't have words. And so your attitude toward God's holiness and his greatness and his grandeur, you just, you do a position of the body. You bow your head or you open your hands. And so they're in your notes. I want to briefly look at four words for worship in the Bible that relate to a position of the body. It says all, this is true not only in the Hebrew of the Old Testament, but in the Greek of the New, that whenever the word worship occurs, it's a position of the body that's reflective of an attitude of the heart. 
Paragraph A, it's to bow the head or bow the upper body. Exodus 4.31, when Moses returned from speaking to the Lord at the burning bush, he came back to the leaders of Israel and told them that God was going to deliver them. And this is what it says. When they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshiped. Oh Lord, you see us. You see our plight. You're having mercy on us. Oh, they worshiped at the mercy and compassion of holy God. Paragraph B, stretching out the hands with the palms upward in an attitude of expectancy or waiting on God. You're out of words and you just lift your hands or you can lift your hands with your palms turned this way. I see it. This is just my take. When I do this with the Lord, I'm, I'm seeing his holiness and just saying and worshiping him in his holiness. Oh, you are holy. And then when I turn my hands like this, I'm saying, Lord, come and bring your spirit upon me. Like Kyle shared, you shall receive power, Acts 1.8, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That Greek word for power in Acts 1.8 is dunamis. So this way it's, oh, you're holy. This way it's come upon me and fill me. And sometimes when I think of this way, with the hands up, I think of a little child who comes to mommy or daddy and says, <laughs> and you're saying, pick me up, hold me in your arms. Come and take me away from the, the stuff I'm going through right now. Psalm 143.6. David says, or the psalmist says, I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Selah. That's an attitude of worship and expectancy. You're expecting God to move. Paragraph C to kneel or to bend the knees. You kneel or you, oh, you kneel or bend the knees. Now it's interesting in a way I cannot describe to you, but the Hebrew words for the knee and to kneel are directly connected to the word to bless. So when I want to bless him, I do this. And I am blessing the Lord by my kneeling. Now I love this when scripture even has the, the picture of this in um, Psalm 95, 6 says, come let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our God. You see everything I'm giving you if we just looked in English, we'd just see an action, but the, but the Hebrew word is actually there for worship. We bow down in worship. We kneel before the Lord our God.
Another position of worship is that we fall prostrate or face down. If I could have those who are going to be giving out the communion elements to come up, if I could, if everyone's just stay focused, but those who are going to be serving communion, if you could come up. Worship team, if you could come up. The fourth attitude and position of the body of worship is to fall prostrate or face down. Lying stretched out on the ground with one's face down. Now that one's interesting because some people in church, a lot of church going people, if they saw someone laid out on their stomach with their face down, they might feel uncomfortable or even offended, but it's biblical. It's not only biblical in the church, it's not only biblical in the Old Testament, it's biblical because it's happening in heaven right now. Look at these verses. Leviticus 9.24. Levites, everyone here who call, considers themselves a Levite, listen up on this. In Leviticus 9.24, it says that this about the offering of the Levites in the tabernacle of Moses. Fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. They saw a literal fire from heaven come down on the offering. Anyone who comes in the prayer room, any gatekeeper, you may not see literal fire falling down, but know this, God is responding to your prayers, Gina, with fire from heaven. And if you saw fire, real fire coming down, I think you and I might do the same thing. We might fall face down. Or as we've learned in our household this last week, tummy time. We have tummy time with little Lane. She lays on her tummy and does this. And I thought, you know, I'm like a little child. She's growing and strengthening. I need more tummy time before the Lord. 1 Kings 18, 38, 39, after fire had fallen from heaven upon the sacrifices that Elijah made at Mount Carmel, this is what happened. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they cried, the Lord, he is God, the Lord is he is God. So here again, the people resounded by falling on their faces and crying out to God. Last verse. Everybody, if you would stand up, if you would right now. Revelation 4, 9, and 10, here in the New Testament. It's also happening in heaven. The falling, the laying prostrate before the Lord. So if you feel a little strange about it, Realize it's happening in heaven. Look at this. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24, hour, 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, we come before you.
We thank you that you, through your Son, have made a way for us to commune with you by taking the bread and the cup through thanksgiving, praise, and worship. We can enter your gates and enter your courts. And I ask you now to touch us as we open our hearts, as we sing the song here in a few moments. Come, now is the time to worship. Lord, may we do this. May we worship you in spirit and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we practice believers' communion here. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to be a member of River in the Hills. As a believer, you, uh, in Jesus Christ, if you can come forward, you're, you're free to take communion with us. These two center aisles, if you can make your way down these center aisles, make your way across. Kathy and Nasreen will give you the, the elements here and Todd and Sarah will give you these elements. And then if you'll take the elements and then come around the outsides and go back to your seats, we'll receive communion together. still coming to our seats ready to receive this piggybacking on the word you put on Kyle's heart Lord that that which is not good is not you and as they we were instructed in the New Testament before we receive communion Lord we're to make sure our hearts are right We don't want to take the cup and the bread in an unworthy manner. So, Lord, we, I ask for gifts of repentance throughout this room and those watching. Gifts of repentance to truly turn all the way, to not make any reservations, not hedge our bets, but say, I'm turning all the way for good and for God. And I ask that fire would come to burn the sacrifice. Fire would come to burn up the chains 
the ropes that are holding us in bondages. Fire from heaven, come. Thank you for this way that we have to come into union. To commune with the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son. Let's take the the bread. Paul said, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together. Now let's take the cup. In the same manner, Jesus also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let's take the cup. open the windows of our heart. I declare freedom in this place. Freedom to kneel, freedom to dance, freedom to bow, freedom to come before you, Lord, and lay prostrate. We're just going to see where the Lord leads this. I feel that freedom.
Christianity is based on coming to God for what He can do for us. But in these moments, we're coming to God because He's worthy. And that's it. Not worthy so that you'll do this. But right now, it's coming to God because He's worthy. The word worship comes from worth-ship. Ask not what your God can do for you, but ask what you can do for your God. We can bless him with our heart, with our yes. Let's do that right now. Sweetest name 
sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty and splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field be joyful in all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. I really sense that as I read this, as a Rith family, that we are coming before the Lord and we're giving him the glory due his name. If you consider yourself a member of Rith, or even if you're a newcomer, here together standing before the Lord and saying, Lord, we want to give to you what you are worthy of. As a church family, as children of the living God, we come before you, Lord, our God and Father. When you received the Holy Spirit, he put a cry in you. Abba, Father. And he's wanting that cry to come out so that he can clothe you with himself. And so, Father, here we are as a family to bring before you an offering that you are worthy of. We worship you in the beauty and splendor of holiness. Take this opportunity to give to the Lord. We each individually have something to offer him today. As a family, you have something to offer him. And as a body of believers who profess Jesus as Lord, we have something to offer him today. What will you offer him? An offering of praise, worship, repentance, whatever it is, offer it to him in the name of Jesus.